On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Hello, hello, everybody. And Heath is a slacker again, and he's off, but that's okay because we have uh, a two, I wouldn't call them replacements, but additions to the show today. First of all, welcome Matt, our trusty producer here. Yes, hello. Good hello. to see you again. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Happy to be here. He's like the band leader on Ellen. He's like, he's like, is he really happy to be here? I'm the DJ I'm happy to be here. I'm yes. always happy to be here. Okay, we have... Sorry, did that sound fake in, in some way? No, or it did, okay. no it's, it's your voice. It's like, it's your essence. Okay. It's what you bring to the table. Okay. So you guys, um, we have a couple of people who for years got up uh, like me at like two in the morning. So they're full of energy today at 10 in the morning. Ron Corning and Alexa Konimos. Good morning to both of you. Hey, it's so good to be here with you. It's amazing how you don't realize how exhausting it is until you're not doing it anymore. (laughs) And I always would think about Alexa because I could get up later because it's less time for us to get ready, for guys to get ready than women. And she also was dealing with going to bed later because she had children. So I used to say to her, how do you do it? But she always was tired. And and I finally said to her one day, listen, here's the thing. (laughs) We're we're just going to, you tell me when you're well rested and feeling great. And otherwise, I'll just presume you're always tired. Now, that was his way of telling me to shut the, you know, up. About about Uh, the whole situation. I can't, if I had a dollar for every time I heard you say that, Daddy. (laughs) You'd be a rich woman. So, um, So how does it feel to not get up at 2 in the morning anymore? Or whatever time you would get up, 1.30, 2.30? It's amazing. I mean, I thought after my last day at Channel 8, oh, I'll be waking up at three in the morning for months to come. It's hard to break that sleep cycle, da-da-da-da. The next morning I slept till seven. (laughs) It's life-changing, really, wouldn't you say, Ron? It is, and I don't wanna, I I don't wanna preclude myself from never doing it again, because, you know, if the right morning job were to come along, I would do it. Um, When I was really involved, and as I say, had a seat at the table, and editorially, my ideas were accepted and worked with, um, it was rewarding and it was easier to stay on the kind of schedule that allowed you to do it. But Alexa has a great analogy. People say, well, the longer you do it, the easier it becomes, right? No. And your analogy is? Well, it's like putting mileage on a car. So (laughs) it is, the car doesn't get newer. Mom was at 100,000. mile tune up. But when you think about it, the, the car doesn't get newer. You know, there's there's wear and tear. And and I do totally agree with you, Ron. Um, I think that we had some really great years at Channel 8. We were putting out some great TV. And yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's what really made 
those hours uh, more palatable because yeah. we loved what you were doing, and I think that mornings provide you that opportunity. Morning TV. When you just become a sure, cog in a wheel and just part of a machine, and you're not really. You you're know, like, oh, someone else can do this machine. You're like, okay, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to be a meat puppet. Prop me up here and read a prompter, right? Okay, so people who are in Dallas definitely know who our guests are today, but for people who are listening outside of Dallas, I want to give the full introduction. So hit it, sister. <laughs> and here we go with the intro. So they were co-anchors on WFAA News 8 Daybreak. So Alexa moved to Dallas to grow her TV career nearly 20 years ago. So she moved here when she was like She five really and moved a half. here to find a man. This whole um, thing was... about growing her career <laughs> was, was a lie. I was in the womb. She had run out of men. She had run out of men in Pop Springs. And there are a lot in Dallas. Well, yeah, they were all 65 and <laughs> So she recently wrapped up her post in the anchor chair and is now expanding her reach in terms of media. So she works as a multimedia journalist, podcast producer and host, media coach in content creator. Uh, she's also a licensed realtor and has mm -hmm. created her own way of doing uh, business. This is really cool. She produces and hosts the videos to sell her clients' homes. So oh, that's cool. amen to that if yeah. you're trying to sell a home. Every home has a story, Jenny. Oh, well. Let me tell yours. <laughs> well, thank you for that pitch. <laughs> she's also a mother of three, by the way, so she's no slacker. So let me tell you about Ron. He is a journalist and broadcaster in anywhere you've lived in the country. You have probably seen him. He co-anchored World News Now and ABC World News This Morning. Also anchored on the national level on The Daily Buzz. Mm. Love that show. One of the funnest jobs oh my of my gosh. life. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and a turning point for me in a lot of ways, but yeah. Because on the national stage, right? I mean, was that the first Well, it wasn't only that it was on the national stage, but it was really, truly the entire time I was there, such a close-knit group of people, and and they just, they really wanted us to just be us. Isn't that so free I mean, that's amazing. literally what everyone's looking for. Yes. And yeah. I'll tell you what the lesson in that was for me was, I never got more offers to do other things than when I was able to just be myself on this show. I mean, the, the, the environment was just conducive to it. We forgot we were on TV, and I think that was really mm -hmm. important. That's the ticket. Okay, I have to finish. Um, excuse me, let me finish your bio. All right. <laughs> just it, Ron. Um, <laughs> okay, so his broadcasting career took him to New York, Seattle, St. Louis, and then Dallas. That's how we all connected. And now these two are co-hosting a spicy new podcast called Morning After, spicy. which gives us um, really more insight, I think, into um, you two than a traditional news program, even if it's an open one, ever could. And that's what I think has been kind of fun about it. And that's why I wanted to have you guys come on today and do the second shot thing. Well, thank you. We've loved doing it. What did you guys I, don't know if I, I don't know if I shared this with Alexa, but one of our former producers um, said to me after watching episode five, which was talking about your trip to Vegas and some other such things, um, that it was like when he used to be producing the show and would listen in on our conversations during commercial yes. breaks. And to me, that was the best possible compliment. Yeah. Yes, because it Agreed. is just your... Uh, well, isn't that the beauty of podcasting? And here's the truth. It is. Some people who have watched us on the news will not open up the podcast app for another two years. And that's a, but when they do, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is a gold mine. Well, a lot of people and don't understand gonna, how it they works. They don't understand how it works. Like, it, it's the education phase right now. Frankly, we didn't know exactly how it worked either, <laughs> except that people were doing it and it was a platform. And we were, when we were approached to do it, we were like, absolutely, we want to work together. And we're educating some people too who will, who will message and say, now what channel, what channel? is this on? <laughs> I need to DVR it. I wish it, I wish it weren't Thursdays at 10, I'm at work. And it's like, no, the beauty of it is it lives there forever and you can watch it anytime. You can binge listen. Okay, so they're gonna play the, the second shot 
game with us and have you guys heard about this bluebell incident it is disgusting if you're eating right now especially if you're eating ice cream just like we'll stop eating the ice cream and keep listening so bluebell is looking into video that shows a woman licking ice cream and putting it back into the store's freezer mm. oh, here's the backstory uh bluebell ice cream says it's taking this incident very seriously. It's a nine second clip. It shows the woman licking the, and it's the tin roof ice cream, if we need to be the specific. Just okay. like if you have any it in your fridge. Rocky Road or it, it's, Rocky Road is safe, <laughs> allegedly. Um, so basically, licks the tin roof ice cream. Someone is off camera and yells foul and tells her to put, put it back in the freezer. <laughs> Which is equally as foul. Uh, yeah, also right. that's a back, horrible back, suggestion. Throw it away. <laughs> right. <laughs> put it back so some poor soul can buy it. The woman laughs, walks away, and the door closes. So at this point, still unclear where or when the video was taken. Uh, in a statement, Bluebell says it's working with law enforcement, retail partners, social media platforms in connection with this whole thing, saying this kind of incident will not be tolerated. If you're wondering about, like, okay, why was she able to open it up? Bluebell says that its lids are frozen tightly, so it's ice cream cartons, uh, to its ice cream cartons, and that a lid uh -huh. that had been tampered with would be noticeable. So in other uh -huh. words, they don't have that cellophane um, covering right. that goes over yeah. that you have to peel back. Imagine being the police officer assigned to this. You come in, and you're told by your, who, who tells you, your sergeant, your chief, here's today's assignment. You are looking for the ice cream licking bandit. Bandit. <laughs> dun, dun, That's your job. There was the door the doorbell licking bandit recently. He was caught on <sighs> on doorbell cameras like licking those. So Yeah. But is this the real deal? Is this someone playing the I prank? Mean, no, That's there's my first a, question. Is this the real is deal? Is it a disgruntled employee or is it somebody who's suffering from a mental illness, yeah. honestly? Right. Could well, they? but it's two people involved though. I mean, if it was just it's one a person licking conspiracy. Yeah. Like it was two people. So when I okay, so if I'm gonna like dive really deep in my brain on this one and think, okay, what's my second shot on this whole weird incident? It makes me think of, you know, you go to the store, you assume you assume your ice cream's not been licked. Right? You like do, you, that is a pretty reasonable human <laughs> assumption. It's a safe assumption. But how often are we just assuming things in life and not checking into them? Well, okay, that's such a good point. I like the, I like your second shot because I think that reminds us, you know, we were in school and they talked about learning how to be a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. A critical thinker doesn't take things at face value, that you look beneath the surface. And we want our kids, right, to be critical thinkers. But how often do we take things for granted you know, we're kind of like we're on autopilot. But how how often could we take things too far? And that's where that's you sort of get good into the. Shot. Then don't you get into like you know people who are, are germ phobes and they they mm. won't eat anything that's packaged or processed or they don't. I mean, really, I mean, where do you draw the line in terms of trust in the food we eat that's packaged? Right. Oh, that's hard though. Because uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, I would look at it more in just like a like in a life sense. Like, sure, trust the food that you eat, but also critical thinking on a day-to-day -day basis who you're working with who you're associating be with be present you know yeah we're so busy listen i know thank me. you Brene brown <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean if you're taking the lid off and it falls loose if right. you're present and it looks right? like there are lick marks on it yeah <laughs> you see and you the see? taste and the size of a tongue <laughs>
I just think if we, you know, like I walked up to get both of you today, looking down at my phone, like kind of scrolling through my emails, kind of doing my thing. Who knows what was going on you around me? You were a pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I was a present. You could have run into someone at, or, or missed out on something. I could have seen some ice cream and but eaten I, it I and not known reading, it had been licked. Uh-huh. I remember reading Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential and wishing I hadn't because th- there were things mm-hmm. in there about the food we eat that comes out of restaurants and what the restaurant rating system really means about what their infractions are and there's so much about it you just don't even want to know yeah. that we expose ourselves to right there's oh. a, well there's a certain a uh, there's a certain bliss. comfort in blissful ignorance right? right and not you know i mean obviously if i see that somebody's pried open the top of my ice cream <laughs> i'm probably going to be wary of it but Gosh, if I didn't know, I mean, is it going to hurt me? I, I don't know. What you, know, you the, don't the, know won't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Until you think, I've got the flu. No, you have a stomach bug. Because <laughs> you've just eaten bad food. I'm right. also reminded of just the power of branding. And if you're outside of Texas, you don't understand the power of Bluebell. But gosh, we can all remember when the Listeria thing went down. And people were not worried about their ice cream. They were saying, when is it coming back? Like, that's all we cared about. Isn't that oh, true? That's a whole other conversation. Do you guys remember you that? I did not whole... feel good about that. No, we did. <laughs> not, well, someone died. Right. Yeah. Someone and lost their life. Multiple went people out. were very sick. Yes. And somebody made a decision at a television station where we both used to work together that we, we won't, won't name, name here. Okay. <laughs> <that> <laughs> well, too bad I already named I it on the top of the bio. It would be a good idea to do a Facebook Live and, and go down to, I think, Houston, where they were mm-hmm. delivering the first batch. Yeah, and put it in coolers and have an ice cream social on the, on the on the patio. And I'm thinking and invite viewers. And I'm thinking to myself, why why are you elevating this brand and celebrating something that led to the death of someone? And if I I recall correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't just that someone died and several people were sick. But was there not some kind of lying going on or a cover or something? There was some knowledge of there there might have been a slow to respond. I I mean, it, it was. It was. It Jenny's was a like, bad we have thing. opened a Pandora's <laughs> box. I just want to no, talk about the licking bandit. No, 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 no. It's interesting because we were living parallel lives at that point in time. Yeah, working you were for working at different stations, but but having that same question about like, should we? You know, like who I think made it's, that decision? I think it's fine to say, okay, the, you know, cover the story as it is. They are back in business, and um, you know, now these flavors are being released and everything like that. But like from a news sense, yeah, being celebratory about something like that and holding an ice cream it social? It feels a little bit like who's paying you, you know, supposedly, no, you know, credible journalists to promote this brand. It looks like payola plugola. But, well, there but, needs to be sensitivity attached. And there was a local angle to it. I mean, it's it's locally based. It's mm-hmm. it's near, It's is it in New Braunfels? It's, it? it's in Brenham. It's in Brenham. It's in Brenham, yeah. not New Braunfels. It's in Brenham. And it employed like, I don't know, 600 people who were all out of work and yeah. it affects and the community. And that's important. And all of those things are important to their comeback but this whole idea of like and i just like i I said yeah i just think looking at this story i mean i can see the average bluebell fan saying yes they're not doing things that i think other ice cream people are doing they're not putting the cellophane around they're not there's no protection in place for you to just go and pry the lid off of an ice cream and lick it but it's so it's such a powerful idea it's such a it's such a part of who you are if you're a fan of bluebell you're just gonna say that's just the way they do business and i'll mm-hmm. just pay a little bit more attention maybe whenever mm-hmm. yeah and if I you're exactly bluebell. if you're in crisis management at bluebell or you're the company hired to do crisis well, managers, like really can you not get <laughs> your right? quit, yeah. could you not be licking the haagen-dazs why yeah. you gotta lick our ice cream we've oh already God. dealt yeah, with hysteria <laughs> that reminds me 
reminds me, like right after that big storm we had, I'm on like LinkedIn, you know, and it, it it's it's set up so that if you work in a certain industry, it will recommend certain jobs. And it was like right after the big storm where power was out for days, it was like a communications director at Atmos or whatever. And I was like, oh, someone's just that like, I sense. don't even want to deal with this. You think this. that person got tired of their job pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. My LinkedIn sends me alerts that say give up. <laughs> there are, there's nothing out here for you. Stop it. Does it say <laughs> stop that? it? It does not. It does not. No, it does not. I do want to, in the last segment where I want to talk about the media industry and what you guys are doing with your podcast and all of that. So we are going to be back in a minute with the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Go pick it up today. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. So right as we were wrapping up, Alexa brought up such a good point, and I thought it would just be a worthwhile discussion and something valuable for everybody who's listening. What do you do when your employer does something that you're not totally pumped about? Yeah. And you work there and you got to keep your job. I mean, you guys were expressing, okay, the, the, like the blue ball thing was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, it was a challenge. I remember voicing my concerns about it to my manager of the show at the time, and um, it didn't change anything. But I think Alexa and I were far more tempered in how we presented it mm-hmm. and kind of deferred to the reporter in the field, not to pass the buck, but I'm like, you know, this is sort of reflects on us too, but I wasn't buying into it entirely. Yeah. It does reflect on us when you feel like when you're the messenger, you know, for your employer. And I think, you know, on the one hand, we understand what, what it was, a, it was, it was a, it was a fine line to walk, I think. And we talked about it. Remember we were on a radio station. We talked about how we felt about it. We weren't, we weren't, com- we just weren't comfortable with it. Someone, right. I mean, again, someone died. Right. Many people got sick and, and, and there was, you know, some shady business going on there. And, J- and J- Jenny, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I think we tend to forget it because we're so close to it. But the average viewer believes that the anchor of the show is also the managing editor of the show. And, and wrote that, all the scripts. Totally. Yeah. And wrote all the scripts. And we and, wrote all 200 and, scripts. And what, you're report, <laughs> and what you're reporting on is what you've chosen to report on. So they Accurate. don't realize that you're the messenger. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if even if something is written in a way like a breaking news thing, or you know, I mean, I'm sure you both got there early, read through your stuff, but it's like something's changed last minute, then it comes out of your mouth. Oh yeah. And if if there's a flip of like two words, it can completely change the meaning, and then all of a sudden oh, yeah. you're like, oh wait, I, that not from me, not from me. But people do think it's from you. So it sounds like Ron, the way that you dealt with it was just to go, like literally, go to your manager, voice the concern, say I'm not okay with it, and then just temper the tone. Temper the tone. Mm-hmm. Temper the tone. Uh, I think that's hard because, look, here's the truth. We, you know, I wasn't going to be entirely enthusiastic about this, you know, party. <laughs> right. But I was going to tell the viewers that the station had planned it, and I was going to do my job to that degree. 
Uh, but yeah, I think I think we did temper our enthusiasm. And, and, and you know, and there were certain segments, certain stories where Ron and I would spend some time. And this was kind of you know whether we felt it mm-hmm. or whether we wanted to move on ourselves. We kind of made that decision ourselves: Are we going to really talk about this? And how effusive are we going to be? And and that was one of those stories where you know maybe we could have talked about it more. We didn't. Mm-hmm. So what's key about that, or like what I see from an outside perspective, is that you two were on one team together totally. with that. And I think they that love it helps. that. <laughs> I just think <laughs> no, we were always it helps always to have partners, an ally. Always. Yeah, well, it's we not that it's and, and like-minded. Very well, like-minded. And, and how are we not going to be like-minded? Because honestly, we are having a shared experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're on the same desk. We're dealing with the same flow of content. We're playing off each other. And if there's not synergy or understanding or if there's a point of difference and it's the kind of show where you're able to share thoughts or opinions, which to some degree we tried to craft, not when I say we, I mean the station, that sure. kind of show, which I'm totally adaptable to, you have to, you know, really, I think, be a united front. And in Alexa's absence, I never had that again. And that's not a good place to be. Yeah, that's that's very difficult. I mean, the truth is not all of us were able to leave our jobs, right? Like, not everybody's able to do that. Right. Um, so, but but yeah. I, I think that the encouragement maybe from this group can at least be, find somebody who's an ally and on your same page, like-minded at work and express your complaints. That's never going to, um, I, I think managers actually respect somebody who's involved in the content of whatever they're making. You would hope. Right? I saw something the other <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, so. you would. I mean, not always. Not always. But you would hope. Yeah. I saw something the other day. It said, "When the most, when you stop hearing from the most passionate people in the room, there's a problem." And then you look around and wonder why no one's saying anything. Mm. That's a reflection of a management style. And if you're not harnessing the passion and the points of view and the interest and the ideas of everyone in the room, and especially the most passionate people who feel like they're stakeholders, what's your organization gonna look like ultimately in terms of culture, the work culture? Yeah, and those people were probably hired because of their passion. <laughs> so right. then if all of a sudden they're not sharing and then, it. And then, then they're tamped down. Okay, so this is a perfect transition to this next uh, article. There's a study out that says, um, this was, by the way, uh, published in Inc.com. 37% of employees say they would leave their current job today if they were not offered this one perk. So it's a perk, not a benefit. Correct. So it wouldn't it's be a, health insurance. So correct. It's a benefit, not it's a perk. It's a perk. They would, they would leave Free if coffee. they were not offered this perk? Please. <laughs> Although, we like, used to, how, bad, how, bad, how, bad, how bad is newsroom coffee, though? We, you know what we used to call our coffee? What? A nice gesture. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something. We used to have so much fun at that because they were a sponsor. I won't name names. And I remember, remember that one day on the air when we you said that, and we were just dying laughing. I mean, I I travel with the Starbucks via like like yeah like an emergency supply like it's because his bob, it's his baby bottle. It's it's like with me at all times yeah. because if you need a, a cup of coffee and you're in an environment where the coffee's just a nice gesture, you need to be able to just <laughs> you're like get it's some fine, hot I brought water. my own. Is it, exactly. is it coffee? Is that the perk? It is not coffee. Ooh. Is it utensils? You guys, this is clearly people who've worked in a newsroom and don't think of like actual. No, I want to tell you something. I worked in a newsroom where they stopped providing utensils or pencils. That was not Channel A. That was that was my first newsroom. They Mm -hmm. stopped providing utensils. You had to to bring your own. Wait, like forks and stuff? Yes. Oh, we never had that. 
So you never had. Yeah, AA I, with I, your hands. We did. <laughs> no, like I savages. had a stash. I had a stash in my thing, and it would. I would have to replace it like every two weeks because people would get in there I and steal provided. stuff. Yeah, I was the perk. So okay, so let me. <laughs> I'm trying to understand the question. This 37 percent of people would leave a job if this perk were not given to them. Yes, and it's not coffee. It is not utensils. It's not coffee. It's not utensils. Think like a little bit bigger. Huh. We're not big thinkers, but I know. We'll so, give so this I a said, shot. People that work, isn't it? So, so sidebar. We're so small minded. Isn't it kind of crazy when you start to work a little bit more in the corporate world? Like, what amazing things there are, uh -huh. and, and how things actually work. Like newsrooms are, in a way, just so very unprofessional, but also fun and like light and stuff like that. And then really, you go to a, an office. And you're like, oh. I emceed, I emceed two years running the 100 best businesses in Texas down in Austin. And I would read these companies and why they were being awarded. And I'm like, what? You have happy hours, nap time, bring your dog to work, work from home, free vacations awarded for certain performance. And I'm thinking to myself, if we can find a coffee filter, it's a good day. <laughs> right. I don't know what the perk could be because okay. lunch isn't a perk. It's, isn't that true? That should be. Well, in newsrooms, that would be a perk. Uh, flex and time. newsrooms, oh, yeah. Flex perk. time. Yeah, flex time. So so this is what this study found. It was, this is according to the future of work and employee learning from Satel Group. 37% of current employees say they would leave their current job slash employer if they were not offered training to learn new skills. Oh. So apparently jobs offer training. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was part of the job. I think what they mean is like an, uh, a conference, yeah. a growth opportunity, a currently I'm doing administrative, but I want to work in this other department. Are right. they going to train you to do that? Or are you going to have to do that on your own time? Interesting. Boy, so that wow. means that means that there are, it, this is blowing my mind, there are companies that actually work with you to help you succeed and do other things. <laughs> this is crazy. I didn't know. I did not know that existed. They actually. <laughs> right? It's really crazy. Like it's I said, the juxtaposition between, you know, newsrooms and, uh, and uh, like a corporate Right. It's I thought it was just sit here, look there, read that. That's <laughs> what I thought it was all about. It's all these years. whole new ballgame now, baby. <laughs> so this report says 92% of U.S. employees say learning something new on the job makes them more motivated and engaged in their work. 79 oh, who wants any of that? That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> say that when searching for a job, it's important for them that the employer offers a formal training program to their employees. I think you get the best out of an employee when you have them always wondering if they're going to lose their job. <laughs> I think that's a tactic. Is that a thing? You, you should wonder. teach a management training seminar. Yeah, I think so. that's... I think that's a good, 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 good method of management. I just think that positivity and encouragement goes so far. When someone is positive with you and they encourage you, you want to succeed for them that much more. It's kind of like parenting in many ways. Mm -hmm. That was so well said. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I think I it's different people. Like different yes. people. I, I, the other thing too is it's like if you don't know your employees as individuals, like you might do blanket statement. I'm going to praise everybody, and some people don't. Well, I mean, most people like praise, but like certain people are motivated oh, by yeah. certain like, things. Certain people it. want a bonus. Like certain people are like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'll work to that monetary monetary bonus. Certain people will do it just based on but praise. But do they have to be mutually exclusive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bonuses and do better. Amazing. I was, a, I was in a meeting one time. I was in a meeting one time and it was the entire company and talking about success and so forth. And the the top boss said, with the management I have in this room, I'm so confident that we're going to succeed because we have the best management. 
And I looked around at the rank and file of which I was one, and everyone went, oh, okay, well, I guess we don't really matter. I mean, literally, that was the conversation as that meeting broke up, like, oh, I guess if you're, you know, other things can change and other people can leave, but as long as like our management... Like, you're interchangeable. But, but this the is, management you know, team yeah, this is, is the rock team. solid. Y'all are the B and Cs. And the B and Cs yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. I'm a B and you're a C, and how are you feeling? Yeah. I mean, nobody was feeling good about that. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. Well, you have to, like Ron said, you know, whether you're... You know, whether you're the PA and you're running scripts or collating scripts to the top manager, you've got to feel appreciated Mm -hmm. and respected, Mm -hmm. period, the end. You're showing up to work every day. You're making your contribution. You deserve their respect. Remember Robin, who used to run the prompter? Uh, Member, of course. Remember, and she was like masterful at it. She would know. She would listen when we were going to ad lib, so the prompter would suck. She was a master. And then when we had to run our own prompter, we were like, I had such an appreciation. Do you remember that girl who used to? Yeah, or the girl who used to study at the prompter. Excuse us, Jenny, while we go down memory lane. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out out to Robin. (laughs) Shout out to Rob. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they. they deserve your respect. Of course. You know, I, when I heard this one, I thought, okay, my second shot in this is a little bit like, okay, this works for this obviously works for work. But what about relationships? Like, so they're talking about job training. I love to like learn something with my partner. <laughs> what is that weird? Like, I'm not talking about my on the job. mind goes straight to the gutter. Stop it. Okay. Well, that's so that's <laughs> so that's Ron's second shot. I'll let him explain that. Um, I love doing like learning a new thing with my husband or just like, like we where? went with where him, him or from like we, um, like we went to this Rough Creek Lodge Whoa! not too long ago and <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh it's getting even worse it's getting even worse we learned is this where night like, school happens no it's like shooting <laughs> it's um like bow and arrow stuff like horseback riding yeah. <laughs> shooting it's things that I, I'm like not familiar with but I felt like it enhanced our bond because well he already kind of knew how to do those things but for me it was just like learning a new skill with him and just I don't know seeing how we work in different situations now that sounds like you entering his world and his interests a little bit yeah is it reciprocal yeah he went hiking with me so oh and he's not yeah. normally a hiker He's not not a hiker, but I mean, he's from. I'm so sad he's not here. You guys would like have had so much fun with him. He's very much like from the country. Like wants to eat um, meat and potatoes, chicken fried steak, chicken (gasps) fried chicken. What's it called? I'm not from here. I know. What's it called? That like, might be the most offensive thing you've ever said. I know. She's I hope you never hears this. Out of Texas. I know. I'm gonna, I know. Grounds Trust for me. divorce. I know. Um, so, yes, I think entering each other's worlds is, like, good for us on that No, level. I agree. I think it's nice. It's it's um, attractive, Ron, to see that your partner is really good at something, right? Yes. To see that they're masterful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> masterful. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he took it that way. He took We're, it in that direction. We can't bring thing. it back. I haven't said a thing. You don't need to. I look <laughs> I'm looking into your four eyes right now. I, I know. <laughs> your I four eyes. I need to know. Okay, you guys, these two, like I said at the beginning, have a spicy podcast that I think that our audience is really going to love. So we will be back in the third segment. Oh, and by the way, Millennial Zach is here. So he's he going to join us. Wait, waiting in the wings. Just for the third he segment. Like, the spice. like most millennials, he's late. <laughs> so we'll be back in the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. 
I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Well, Zach is here for our final segment. So cute. I I know. Thanks. Yeah. He brings our millennial perspective. It's all I've got. It's true. It's not all you've got. Wonderful to meet you both. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Sorry for my tardiness. I was on assignment for the show. Uh Top secret stuff. I thought it was going to be really funny, Zach. I'm sad that you weren't here for like the news headline reading or whatever. For you to be doing the headline reading and then to have the like three former news anchors (laughs) sitting here. I'm so going. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He has that, really good. that was my one shot, and I missed it. Um, well, we're, so, yeah. we're nothing, so you didn't okay. miss anything. Yeah, I'm sure you guys did fine. Yeah, our right. opinion really counts for absolutely nothing. <laughs> I believe it, Ron. I bet. I, who read the headlines? I'm curious. I did. I oh. mean, well, I'm not going to like, have a guest come she in and then right. be like, big, here, work. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. So, hey, I respect that. Oh, okay. So, I wanted to, oh, ah, first of all. Yes. I knew I was, I, gosh, what? my head, without like a producer in my ear, I have no clue. You didn't no reset the clock, did you? No, nope. And I, I have no clue what I'm doing. But I did want to read, you guys, we've been talking about the Second Shot Facebook group that mm-hmm. all of our people are hanging out in. And somebody wrote in, Justin, and I won't say his last name in case he's like wanting this to be super, super secret, mm-hmm. even though he posted it in the private but public group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a shout out to my husband since he's not on here today. Um, he says, I wanted to say that I had the distinct pleasure to meet Heath earlier this week. It was an experience that I will that will uh, not soon pass. He was the true epitome of a Texan. Heath showed me hospitality and was a very engaging person, gave me far more of his time than I ever would have imagined. Um, He goes on to say that he's a humble and good soul. So I just, I love when like I hear other people pump up my husband, so I thought it was, very cool and um, Justin but had file a restraining order against him just in case <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know your last to name Justin too cozy to this man sounds dangerous that's true right. yeah <laughs> so that was so that was very cool thank you for the the cool shout out and also to the people who won the book giveaway one of you still has not sent me your address so you know who you are you know who you are you know who you are send it to me and I will get you the book so don't be running around town saying I won that giveaway the and then Jenny, Jenny and never Chanda sent me yeah. doing the old bait and switch on the book giveaway <laughs> No, again. I know. Second shot, people. <laughs> I know. Just getting like followers out of it. Okay, now let's talk about your guys' new podcast. How did I want to know how the idea came about to do a podcast? I'm trying to remember how it came about. Well, you know, there's a wonderful podcasting company in Denver mm-hmm. on Air Media. Yeah. And so I had hooked up with them um, right after, well, about seven months after leaving Channel 8. And I thought, oh, wow, this is really cool. I didn't know this existed. Um, And so, you know, I had that relationship. I think you had that relationship. And I always felt like Ron and I weren't done Mm -hmm. together. I always felt we were going to do something else. Yeah, it was somebody there who said, hey, have you thought about doing something with Alexa? And I said, I'd love to. What do you have in mind? And let's just have a meeting. And we literally sat down. And I think we brainstormed for a minute mm-hmm. and came up with the title mm-hmm. 
And wow, morning after. And we said, what's it going to be about? We said, absolutely nothing. We have no idea. We're just going to take it as it comes. Kind of like this. Hashtag like, yeah. Seinfeld. Let's book yeah. guests if they're available. Let's uh-huh. find other things that are happening in our world that we can talk about, things that might be personal, things that might be not personal, and try to <clears throat> make it relatable by sharing, you know, just our point of view. And, and uh, we're off to the races, I think. I mean, yeah. we're, we're episode six now six. into it. You're like 126 yeah, or something? Yeah, about that. So, I mean, it's been like a UFC fight every week with her. I don't know if we'll ever get <laughs> to 126. Oh, shut but, we're, but we're working on it. It is so fun, though. Have you... Um, I know that some of the feedback has been people saying like, oh gosh, I missed you guys doing this, but don't you think you get to do it on an even bigger level on a podcast as opposed to on TV? Yeah, and it's. I think it's... Um, that's what's so cool is that podcasting has really changed so much for people who used to be in the news business and we we do get to do it on a bigger level and it's taken for me at least some getting used to the fact that we can really say anything yeah and i mean i know there's more competition because you know there are a lot of podcasts and there's a lot of content just like there's a lot of content now through streaming sure i think you know at one point all of the streaming services combined had something like 186 original shows in production and now it's up to 480 product. How are we all going to watch all of this stuff or listen to all of this stuff? But hopefully what happens is you find a way to cut through the noise, mm-hmm. rise to the top, yeah. be among those that people make more habitual and listen to regularly. I know you're mm-hmm. you're working on that. We're mm-hmm. working on that. It's a bit of uncharted territory. We consult with people who know more about it than we do, and then we just try to do our thing. Isn't it kind of yeah. crazy to be like new in an industry that you've done for so long? It is, and it feels good that maybe we're giving ourselves good. a shot. We're either yeah. in complete denial that we're washed up, or we're actually, <laughs> or we're actually charting new territory. I haven't That's figured so out which it is yet. Oh, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> so I like to think that we're we're chartering, um, we're, char- we're we're in new territory, and I think it's really cool that we are in business for ourselves. I mean, we right. are our own brand, mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice to not necessarily, you know, really feel owned by. I mean, think about that. When we all worked at television stations. Our images were. You know, more or less licensed when you think about it. No, of were. course, they, our, yeah. Our a bad name, haircut like, was called out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Couldn't, you didn't have a lot of, you did not have a lot of creative freedom. And I think that's the bottom line. You know, all of us, like we were talking about in the last segment, um, who I think get into the news business have a lot of creative energy. We like living in that creative space. And now we're doing it in a different way. But I would say minus a lot of the rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rules well, and that's regulations. Sti- well, that stifle rules people. That stifle people, and this is not the way at every news organization. Clearly, because some are more successful than others for particular reasons. But I do think, in general, in the world we live in, that to be allowed to be yourself and to be encouraged, and it gets back to the daily buzz and how that was sure. really a case study almost. And I had followed the regulations of being a really solid, great reporter. I I hoped and anchor person and then I was given this format and forum on the Daily Buzz where it was like you're the news guy and you have credibility and you know what you're talking about but be yourself in the space in between where you can and the combination Mm -hmm. of those two things you hope really captures people's attention. That was early on, that was 2002 and the kind of feedback I got and the kind of feedback my agent got we were like boy this is 
kind of a whole new world and a whole new thing. I thought I'd be compromising my credibility by being goofy when the moment called for it. And in truth, that became appealing to others at even higher levels. So well, it was interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. It's like one of the big uh, buzzwords today is authenticity. Of course, and yeah. Organic and, you know, transparency. But you were doing all those things back in 2002. And I, and I would say, you know, when you get into certain careers, whether it's the news business or other careers, you constantly have people messaging you saying, be this way or be that way. And I certainly encountered that, you know, from the start of my career, you know, cut your hair shorter, be more serious, bring your hair, you know, bring, bring your voice down. All you have to do is be you. It's, it's as simple as that, yeah. and as complicated as that. Yeah, it's interesting. I worked with Jody Applegate, who, had a, who has had a very storied career as well, and she was the weekend anchor of the Today Show for six years, and she's covered international stories. And when I began working with her in 2006, she was more youthful and more herself and, and more authentic than she had been 10 years earlier, because 10 years earlier, she was 31. And they thought she looked too young, Ugh. so they gave her. They dressed her up Did in. Did you kill to look too young? They dr- yeah. They dressed her up to look yeah. older. They put her in suits. suits. It was all and then very, she looks like she's playing dress up. It was right. all very like, deliberate. A short mm-hmm. haircut that was very quaffed. I mean, and I remember sitting with her thinking, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I thought you were, you know, you're, you're this age now. You look ten years younger than you did ten years ago." And, but she also exuded more of who she was. I mean, that was a better representation of who she was. She was allowed to express herself. Sure. Powerful. I'm curious, did you two keep in touch um, after you left the show, Alexa? We had a gap. We had a gap. We had a little gap. Yeah, we had a little gap. She was a little too busy for me for a while. <laughs> no, I thought you were too busy for me. See, now I want you to know, I texted you on your birthday now this the is year therapy. before. Mm-hmm. Now Te- this is therapy. Let it out. Um, no, but that, that happens. I mean, I think, I think her departure and leave it's so funny because now that w- once we talked about it she had this idea this and if this is interesting yeah, this is like Brene Brown too we make up these stories in our head these narratives that explain what we're seeing that isn't the truth at all and her feeling was I correct me if I'm wrong is that well Ron's just forgotten I even exist he's on buses and billboards and new campaigns no, I thought and, everything was going great and has I a mean, new replacement and yeah. she's wonderful and she's replaced me and meantime you the, know better than that Alexa the meantime I'm thinking <laughs> gosh I really miss her yeah. and why is why did that have to end so yeah. really I mean it was four years but it didn't feel like it you were no. my you were my you know, my sidekick <laughs> my <person>. partner <laughs> yeah no I mean we really were so we didn't communicate those things to each other yeah. and there's a lesson in that that when you don't communicate with each other mm-hmm. you begin to create these false narratives about how everyone's doing I thought she had just moved on and was done with anything channel 8 related including me Mm-mm. and she thought Never. I was a company guy who was doing great and yeah. I had easily found her replacement Oh gosh, that that is such a good message about communicating. It, it's like it goes back to the ice cream thing. Like we're paying attention. Like pay attention, communicate, right. be involved, mm-hmm. be invested, especially in people. Like you know, if you know, we've all moved a decent amount during our careers, and it's like there are those people that um, I've even reached out to like a year later and said I miss our friendship. Like we used to see each other yeah. every single day, you know, and yeah. and that's part of what makes your career enjoyable and lovable on the days when it's not. Yeah, well, definitely, especially <laughs> when you work people. in a team-based environment. There was yeah. a moment years ago, I remember it was between like Oprah and Whoopi Goldberg, and they'd done The Color Purple together, and many years had passed, and they hadn't really kept in touch. And then when they finally were reunited for something, they looked at each other, and 
She said, I hope you're okay. And she said, I'm fine. And why? Well, I thought you were mad at me. Well, I thought you were mad at me. See? And they'd yeah. just gotten busy separately. Uh-huh. Yeah. And somehow created those stories in their heads and they were completely not true. Do either of you think you would ever do news again? I mean, like, I'm a like news... in a traditional I, I, sense. Oh, I would never say never, right? No, never say never. Yeah. Yeah. Anything could That's happen. That's like me. I've talked about on the, yeah. that on this show too. And and to be honest with you, I didn't hate like I hated when the alarm went off, but I didn't hate the schedule because then you have all day. I loved yeah. having my afternoons off. I liked like, that. I loved working I, mornings. I liked it too, but for me, I did it for 19 years. Yeah. And then I, you know, the, kids. the body gets tired. Yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. her body's doing With, great. What? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Looks like it's hanging on. Well, thanks. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> what do you think? What is a millennial face? How's her body looking too? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think her body's holding up, Zach? I'm great over here. Things are good. Zach, yeah. how? What's okay. Up? I want to know. I actually do want to know from yeah. you. So you left a team environment and now you're working. I mean, you're kind of working in a team environment, but kind also of. like a lot of independent study, independent work. Yeah. Has, have there been challenges with that? Oh, there have. There have big time. Uh, it was actually something I was talking to somebody about the other day. I'm, I'm one of those people that like I, <laughs> I like to talk. That hasn't come across in 126 episodes. Uh, I like talking. And, and it's tough when you work with very few people or you work independently you work from home like uh-huh. you just change environment yeah. and like it can really throw your game off you need that social element yeah and at first i thought well if i take that out i'm doing more work now no 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 you just find other ways to occupy your time and like turns out bouncing ideas off people and just talking and engaging like really can drive me to get some of my most creative stuff done. It's good energy. So, yeah. But you don't want to compromise like flex time if you're one of those people who's able to have flex time but yeah. again being present in an office environment. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea that Alexa and I will never be able to work with anybody ever again as long as no. we yeah, Because no. we do work with no. a team of people and we collaborate. For sure. It's just yeah. very different, just a very different format. We're mm-hmm. not held to the same constraints, although, you know, for the right money, I'll be constrained. <laughs> for the sure. right money, I'll do a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Really? <laughs> um, but it is an interesting thing, I find, even just with, like I told you guys about the, the hot works business I've been doing, and it's like I'm working on these things on my own in a Starbucks or like at the home office or something yeah. like that, and I'm like, I miss my work friends. Have you never done the we work thing or the shared well, workspace? I've looked, I've looked into a couple of those. The, the price point on them is pretty high for what for the amount of time that I spend in them and I often go to Heath's office yeah <laughs> cuz he's got a good office so I just kind of you know like sneak in when the, you know into one of the conference rooms or something like that but it is but even still there like the people around there they're working on insurance like they're not a yeah. part of my creative process right 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 they're not in that well a different kind of space it's but a not different. like the creative space that you're in mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so I think it's an yeah. interesting it's thing animal. to kind of like delve into and everything like that. Now, when you guys are producing your podcast or getting everything together, what is, like, who's your audience? Who are you trying to get? Who do you want to be, like, your audience, your listeners, your viewers? Anybody who has a pulse. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start with that. Even those ones who don't. Um, Everybody. I mean, I think it's a podcast for everybody because really, you know, we joke about it's a podcast about nothing, kind of like a play on Seinfeld, but it's about real conversations. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes they span from the hilarious to the very profound. So I think it's I think it's really geared toward everybody. 
Well, give it a shout out. Let everybody know where they can find it. Now that you Hit guys know where to find it. Well, today we're having a hard time because it's, Hit it's, wrong. it's, well, it's supposed to be, you know, as we're sitting here taping this, it's supposed to be dropping, but Facebook is having issues with Facebook Live. Oh, Facebook. So our Facebook page is, you can search Morning After with Ron and Alexa, but the handle's at AM After Live. Mm-hmm. So that Facebook page, it will drop there every Thursday at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Then the audio version is on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and all of those other places where you listen to podcasts. And we also have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Again, Perfect. just search Morning After with Ron and Alexa. If you subscribe there, you can be notified every time a new video pops up because we do a preview, we do a recap, and we do the episode. Okay. And let me yes. reiterate that. Please do. amafterlive.com is our website. Again, like Ron said, Facebook, YouTube. For audio only, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and tune in. And tune in. Mm-hmm. I wonder, are we on tune in? Don't even... I don't even... I uh, believe so. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I don't know what to do. We don't even know. I don't know, know what it trust, is. Trust me, I know. What? Zach's like, oh, it's these old people I doing just, podcasts. No, I know. Zach's like, what's this tune out tune thing? Tune in is the MySpace of podcasts, all right? It's great. Oh, see? Thank God he's here. Thank you. Tune in is the Instagram of to Spotify, Snapchat. I don't know what I'm saying. I Words are just... It's fine. Tune in's great. I like it. Wherever you listen. I mean, right? We'll all take all your listens anywhere, but the good news is everybody that's listening to Bring me your listeners, you're work. hungry. You're that's <laughs> right. Anybody who's listening to this already they knows. They get it. Yes, yeah, they get that's, it. That's, that's right. good. I had some friends fly in this morning and they were like, what's this podcast you're going to do? Why, why aren't you doing TV? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is lame. And I was like, listen, trust me, in like 10 years, you are going to be like, oh. Please, Jenny, don't tell us we have to wait 10 years. <laughs> Two, one. <laughs> Every, if my, my mom figured it out, it's all or, good. Okay. I'm going to be in dire straits. <laughs> Matt, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, wow. We're going all over the place today. Uh, um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at MattStoker1. Also, you can find me on the Facebook Second Shot group where I post all the new episodes, and I'll just be floating around in there from time to time. <laughs> we can't wait to see you floating. I'm Zach, floating what always. about you? Now to, now coined Millennial Zach. Yeah, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. At Apple Zachintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Morning After is the name of the show, right? Yes. yes. Subscribe, rate, review, guys. Like, podcasts are hard. It, you have no idea how much it means. Morning After, check it out. Yeah, and this has been great. Great job, Jenny. Well, really, thank you. Really Thanks for having us. This was oh, so much thanks fun. Thanks for coming. With yeah, the whole this family. Nice. I've always loved you, but but the fact that you've teamed up with your husband to do this, I think it's just remarkable. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that means a lot. Yeah, you're be- your thank beautiful you. family. Oh, thanks. Well, I just, this was just really one that pumped up my ego, so I'm loving this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you guys, secondshotpodcast.com. If you rate and review, you know it would make Heath so happy. He shames you guys every time. Review, review, review. <laughs> you know, we know you guys are listening. Leave a rating and review. I'm at jennyanchando.com, and we will see you guys next week.